Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. Intellectual decay! Turn it off and rush your brain! The Paramans are just a typical American family. The only thing they're missing is a pet. But have we got a surprise for them? You see, Stanley Paramans' new satellite TV has just gone on the blink. And it's drawn in a creature from outer space. Like all new pets, this one's causing a little trouble around the house. And he's eating the paramans out of house and home. In fact, it seems like this creature will eat anything. Well, just about anything. She looked right at my studs and cooled out. This dude's into metal! Now, it's up to the kids to break the creature of its bad habits. I said shut up! But he's not responding well to discipline. Earth children, please, I mean you no harm. I am Pluthar, here to save you. The Padamans finally got themselves a pet, but they never even had a chance to give it a name. Terror Vision from Empire Pictures. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. War stories and monster movies are educational. They're survival oriented. They always neutralize the enemy in the end. of your species. I'm so terribly sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> Holy tomatoes. Hey, hey, you beat me to it. <laughs> Damn you. Uh, hey, everybody. How you doing out there? Uh, whoops. Is that you? 
Yeah, that's the movie. <laughs> holy shit. Uh, no, yeah. holy tomatoes. Holy tomatoes. Oh, that bikini, holy tomatoes. Uh, yeah, it's been that kind of a fucking day. Seriously. Welcome to Movie Sucktastic. Episode 121, where we're going to review, right. review Terror Vision, 1980s horror cult classic. Well, 1980s horror. <laughs> I don't know if I'd call it a cult classic. Really? You don't think so? No. No? <laughs> no. I, I, I don't think there's people... No. No, just no. Hey, it made it to Blu-ray. That's more than you can say for a lot of other other films. Not lately. It seems like everything's making... When this makes it to Blu-ray, like everything's making it to Blu-ray. It's not special anymore. It's... it's uh, They've they're just now now they're finally just cranking out anything they've got laying around. Right. I, I mean, who who wanted this in Blu-ray? I don't mind owning it in Blu-ray. <laughs> no, there's a difference between wanting it in Blu-ray and not minding owning it in Blu-ray. I guess so. I it, again, I'm still surprised Street Trash made it to Blu-ray. So this isn't a surpri- much yeah, surprise. And, and much like Street Trash, this <clears throat> looks better than I've ever remembered it being. Oh, what better than it deserves to be? I yeah, think. that's and that. I would, I would think that's a true assessment. <laughs> if I ever did hear one, yeah, this uh, definitely looks better than it probably should. Well, I mean, the this, whole opening uh, it, on like, uh, well, what's the planet? Pluton. Like yeah. the blues are really blue. The reds are really red. <laughs> I mean, it's just very vibrant. Even the opening titles are just really, really, uh, you know, colorful, and it just looks like they did a good job with the transition from. Uh, you know, whatever, I don't know, 70 millimeter, 35 millimeter to Blu-ray. Anyway. Yeah, I'm surprised this wasn't shot on video. Um, <laughs> I'm surprised it's widescreen. Well, I mean, speaking of video, this, this I, I, and again, they made bad movies before this, they made them after it, and they made low-budget films since then. But right. for some reason, I really feel that this is the kind of film that was specifically made, even though it came out in the theaters, technically, it was specifically made for the video market. This is when they finally started saying, look, put it out on film. We're not going to make our money back in the theaters, but we'll make our money back on distribution rights for video. Right. Sure. I so, mean, this was like a Cinemax it, special. This is like a late night Cinemax special, this film. Yeah. So this, or, yeah, again, I, and even though I say video, obviously they get the rights for that as well. Sure. But I, I think like the video mark video actually opened up the market for them to, for, for uh, creating films where they knew they're not going to do well in the theater, but they know they'll, they'll sell every, every video store in the world will have to buy one and that'll make, that'll net them profit. Sure. Oh, absolutely. So. Which is really a, a dying, a dying animal because now they just go directly to streaming or directly to instant video. So you don't really have, we, we see more and more, multi-blockbuster movies and not really many low-budget films that come out except for your art house shit because there's, it's just so much cheaper just not even the bother distributing it theater-wise because the video market's gone but your market's instant streaming. All, all they need is a Netflix account. Oh, what Does that make Christ. sense? Yeah, our fucking video <clears throat> just kicked the fucking bucket. You're, 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 you're shitting me. <laughs> no. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. I'm, uh... Yeah, right? I mean, we we go through the... Or you go through the trouble of inviting everyone. And, uh... Everyone! 
<laughs> everyone. 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 Uh, actually, it didn't kill. My machine didn't die. It, livestream just decided to commit suicide. Yeah, so sucks balls. I'm gonna go live again, <laughs> and uh, there we go. We're hey, on. we're back. All right. Sorry for the inconvenience, everyone. And we lost a viewer. Motherfuckers. We lost all of our viewers, too? No, it was one viewer. One viewer bailed because of that. God Gr damn it. Great. They're probably, they probably hopped in and they're like, ah, what is this, amateur hour? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I just get that feeling from this film. It's, it's really was just made... Uh, it's almost... It's, it's, again, it's, it's even almost like we've got money to kill. Let's just make a movie. It felt that we way. Distribution rights. Yeah, there's nothing really. Uh, there's, it's not the kind of film where you think somebody sat around and said, "Oh, I got a great idea." Well, the whole that, film. Those, were, those words, "I've got a great idea," were in no way linked to this movie. Yeah, right. The whole film is, is in one. It's all in the house. There's a couple of yeah, outside one, shots, but that's you know just for the transition of who's coming, arriving, and then going in. Everything yeah, is at the house. Set. It's all, right, it's all on a studio lot. You can tell, uh, like, the scene where they're working on the, the satellite dish, you could tell that's just painted uh, walls in the back. You know, it's all just lit up. Uh, it just, but I kind of like that about the film. The fact that it's all in well, one place. The, 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 what makes you like the film, which makes it not a horrible film, is that the film doesn't apologize for it. The film's like, yeah, here's our backdrop. Here's our fake porch. Right. Here's our shitty planet set. Just watch the movie. It, there's no. It makes no bones about it. Yeah. And 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 for for a film that really has a low budget, and again, you know, backdrops, one location, one set. There does seem to be a decent amount of attention paid to the uh, set and costume design. Yes. The they really they really didn't just uh, just you know throw some paintings on the wall and that's it. Somebody like decorated this house to live in yeah i mean even when they do the whole the pool scene i mean i don't know if they actually built an in-ground pool for the film or they were able to just film that somewhere where someone had an in-ground pool and they just set up that area for that i don't know but i mean if they built an in-ground pool just for a couple of scenes in the film i gotta you know, commend them for that that's pretty cool well, they, yeah well it does you know doesn't take that much i guess uh they probably did, considering they had the monster in the middle of it, too, and all that. So you had the yeah. animatronics down there to an extent. Um, but, yeah, they, they really... Somebody took some effort, at least from an artistic standpoint, to say, okay, now let's let's take Grandpa and let's just glue war airplanes all over his fucking outfit. And let's make... You know, and let's... let's the, the, I, I think the biggest... The, the only creative part of this film that really gets any kudos is the set design and the costume design. Someone really actually said, let me do this. And not just, they didn't just throw shit out there. It wasn't just, oh, I've got this in the van. Right. It really it really doesn't have that feel. Especially when you get to, like, the, the, the um, like, the, uh, the mild sadomasochistic, uh, erotic art on the walls. Yeah. And, it's, it's like, where the, where the TV is, there's a fucking trumpet on the mantelpiece. Yes. Is it, okay, <laughs> why is there a trumpet there? It's, some decor somebody decorating that so was put the trumpet right there and that's the kind of thing you'd expect from it, honestly a lot of the stuff the kind of stuff you'd expect from these people that uh, upper class it's like i got money let me hire a decorator decorator comes in is you need a trumpet here 
and we need to put the naughty art here and uh, three plates against the wall. That's I mean that's it really has that feel of uh, people with too much money paying somebody the like the fake outdoor thing where it's all manic it's all landscaped. It, it, that part almost seems realistic. <laughs> it really does. A lot of open space, just a couch in that. But it, it, like, I, as bad as the film is, I have no, I, I have never, I never have a problem, uh, watch thinking that okay, people live here. I, I believe people live in this house. I really do. Sure, on Putterman Way. The, the, <laughs> How did he get oh, the street yeah. named after him? <laughs> oh, you, oh, you see that all the time. Yeah, if, if you have like a stretch of land and you have a uh, people name their own, uh, driveways. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah, no. I you, you, oh you you see it a lot. I, I'm I'm out in like the Pennsylvania area now, so I, I see more of it. But even back in when I used to live in New York State, you do see that a lot. When when you have a large enough piece of land, that that road, that driveway you do to your house, that's your right. road. People just name the roads, <clears throat> even uh, though it's not really a road. It doesn't it doesn't go anywhere, so it, it's not really a road. But they still name them. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, so uh, I mean, the, the only the only failing of the film for me, as far as the set design goes, is we never see the daughter's room. No. And you never know if that was something that was cut or probably well, I just not. Think they, it probably would have taken that daughter with everything's going on with her would have taken. They, they, I think they spent all their time with Grandpa and Sherman, and then like they can't even you know no more budget for for the daughter's room. It, yeah. It's either the daughter's room or a monster. Right, and the daughter played by Diane Franklin, who uh, yes, if whoever doesn't know who she is, I mean, because I'm watching this movie for i don't know the umpteenth time and i haven't seen it in years and i'm like she looks so familiar and then it hit me she's the girl from better off dead the french girl yeah and mm -hmm. last american virgin and she's one she of the was princesses in bill and ted bill and ted she was obviously in this terror vision so we it's should. like that's who she is puts his testicles all over me <laughs> we and, and, and then, red. well, I mean, since we're talking about cast now, um, Mary Warrenoff, I, I've never met, you know, I am a huge Mary Warrenoff fan. Uh, you, you know, everything from Eating Raul Beyond and before, even her little guest appearances and weird stuff, I, I, I'm a huge fan of her. So seeing her in this is, uh, you know, is, is a thrill, even though she, she, you know, bites it about halfway through, spoiler alert. Yeah, she doesn't last very long. She has like little. Uh, what one, she has one scene? One scene after she bites it. Yeah, um, I mean, and we'll talk about like that 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 pacing of the film a bit later because uh, that that plays into that. Um, but the young kid, which I I honestly had to look up to make sure it wasn't Ricky Schroeder. I actually, you know who I thought it was? I thought it was uh, Emil Hirsch. That's the kid from. He was an Alpha Dog, and he was in um, the Girl Next Door. I, I was like, is this him? Because this kid, he's like in his mid-30s, early early 40s. And I'm like, Emilio Hirsch, he's not that... I could see him being in his early 30s. And I'm like, but he looks just like him. But it's not him, obviously. Right. Um, he, because uh, I read some background information on him because I thought he might have been Emil Hirsch. Uh, I think that's his name, Emil Hirsch. Well, anyway, he uh, he's recent not recently but in the last few years he's come out and uh he said that when he was younger he did a scene with alec baldwin where he gave him cpr and he realized uh. then that he uh he well first he said he was in love with alec baldwin after that and uh he realized at that moment that he was gay 
any man who gives CPR to Alec Baldwin finds out they're gay. That's like one of the laws of... <laughs> oh, is that how that works? True. That's true. No, that's true. It's just true. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Any any man uh, gives CPR. Oh. That's that's why he has a special CPR staff on hand, so he doesn't accidentally cause gayness. Um, and John then Grise Gar- is also in the film. John Grise, yeah, yeah, very very recognizable face even that far back. And of course Garrett Graham, who is the reason you challenged this film to me. Yes. And I he's he is like I, I've always loved Garrett Graham, uh, even though I didn't know his name when you mentioned it because I'm bad, horrible with names. Yeah. And he's in two of my favorite films of all time, uh, Used Cars. Used Cars. <laughs> a, a red chariot that take my ass straight to hell. And uh, <laughs> he plays he plays uh, Beef in uh, Phantom of the Paradise. He does. That's right. Which is a yeah, film I uh, don't particularly like. Oh, it's, and you got to get over that because the movie's a fucking genius, best film ever. Brian De Palma. Hey, De Palma, back and forth, back and forth he goes. I tell he you, is. it's uh, yeah, you, yeah. You uh, see a film like Scarface, and you're like, how the fuck did this guy do Snake Eyes? <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> oh, we had that whole De Palma discussion earlier. How. How uh, Scarface was like almost him peaking in in a way that time period and everything after that was just kind of like, yeah, I still have to keep doing stuff. Yeah, although I I did just uh, watch Wise Guys again, which I fucking love. Yeah, you but would. Danny DeVito and Joe Piscopo. Uh-huh. I fucking I fucking love that movie, and that's a, a De Palma film. And then uh, and then the grandfather uh, Burt Remsen, mm-hmm. who I really. Don't know if he's ever really done it, like anything besides like uh, secondary characters. Right. I mean, I didn't take a look at his background too much, but from what I saw when I was checking, you know, going back over to stuff, a lot of you know, a lot of TV actors in this film, uh, a lot of second string actors. He's never really been anything too. No. Crazy. Yeah. You know, nothing headline that I came about. Oh, I love them in that. No, it's just this is a lot of stuff. Yeah, he and, died uh, in nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, his last film oh, was in two thousand one. So obviously that was uh, he filmed that beforehand. Oh. Yeah, and obviously. a lot of people, even the secondary characters, Cherry in the film, who's played by Randy Brooks. Yeah, I'm watching it and I'm like, I know who, I know her, I know her from something. I do a quick search. I'm right. She was the girl with the annoying voice from the Man with Two Brains that Steve Martin almost kills by injecting her with window cleaner. <laughs> That's her. You're right. Wasn't she yeah, also the, in? Duke, Duke. Duke, Duke of oil, oil, oil. That's her. <laughs> only I was thought it, I thought she had bigger breasts. That's the only thing that threw me off. I was like, I don't think yeah. that can't be her. Oh, that was her. Wasn't, I just she, me- also, wasn't she also in uh, some shitty Skinamax film uh, where Odds it's are. like a huh? Odds are. Oh yeah, where it's it's like <laughs> some it's like a jungle or like a Tarzan type theme, and it's like got monkeys, like people in monkey suits. And there's a scene where they're dancing, and it just the, it focuses on her, and she just immediately gets naked as soon as the camera's on her. I don't remember anything like that. I I uh, have to. What was her name again? Randy? No, not Randy Brooks. Randy. Randy oh yeah, Brooks. it is Randy Brooks. Yeah, Randy Brooks. She was there with uh, with um, a Spiro. Uh, the man is just mad. Spiro, manliest. Yeah, uh, yeah, she's still alive, so. That shouldn't yeah. bum me out. Well, Spiro threw me off because I was like, you know, Spiro. I was like, oh, I, I got to check out what you know what he's been in because I, 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 you know, uh, 
he's he's like Ricardo Montalban wants to be. The guy's just like <laughs> just yeah. oozes it. Well, I love and, it when he gets like, in the pool. He's like, oh, what is this? Oh, yeah. maybe it's a sex lubricant. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow, Spiro, you're really Greek, aren't you? Holy oh, shit! No, Spiro had some of the best lines in the film, like when, uh, when, um, the when Putterman, uh, Stanley, Stan, when Stanley says, "Ah, oh, the kid just wants to be in war," says, "War, that is a manly pursuit, raping and pillaging, sticking <laughs> <laughs> life and make creating it like a god." <laughs> I mean, really, I mean. The best scenes in the film are with the parents, yep. and uh, worst parents ever. We'll admit that. And Spiro and Cherry, and it's really if, if uh, now uh, we didn't even talk about the pop, plot, but uh, uh, the uh, an, an, we, we, an alien beams to the television and starts eating people. Uh, that's there you go. Uh, pretty much. I mean, Putterman gets like this super duper satellite dish, and that's that's the the the, the one guy. Alien dude from the planet Pluton is thrown away garbage. Pluthar. Pluthar. And he sends it out, but of course, it's a direct beeline for Earth. Oh, it ricocheted. It ricocheted off planets. Oh, that's right. It it yes, yes, it ricocheted yeah, see, off some planets. You gotta pay attention to the scientific details. <clears throat> <You know. Yeah. laughs> so it ends up on Earth, and this monster, who has an appetite like no other, he uh, keeps apologizing throughout the film. He keeps uh, getting his signal put through. He's like, "You Avast, virus yeah, database fuck you, Avast. Thank you for updating right now. Turn off, turn off your televisions for the next two hundred years. <laughs> I have inadvertently <laughs> sent a creature to destroy everything. I'm so sorry. That's right. I mean, I'm now, so sorry for the inconvenience. So I mean, you you meet the family. They have the whole family meeting thing and the whole thing with the television, and everything's kind of. There's nothing that's really dragging up to that point. Uh, the parents leave. Grandpa and Sherman have an encounter with the monster. Uh, Grandpa bites it. The parents come back with their swinger pals. And the only time where the film starts to lag is oh, I after... Oh, I know what you're going to say. Is, ...is after the parents and the, and the swinger people are all dead, and it's just the three kids with the monster. All of a sudden, there's like 20 minutes of just the, the kids and the monster, and, and it just all of a sudden, it's just the, the film... Yeah. I'll this is music. Like this is yeah. food. It's, you know, this is this. This is what we do. This is how you do that. Let's teach them. Let's train them. Let's try and get them on TV. You're right. I'm watching that, and I I didn't remember that so much. And I'm like, wow, this is kind of boring. Well, you know what it is, too? And I'll, I'll put this in perspective. There's bad acting. Then yeah. there's campy acting. Everybody in the film is not... They're not bad actors. They're purposely acting campy. Yes. Oh, Garrett, yeah. Garrett Graham, Mary Warrenoff are kings and queens of bad acting, uh, campy acting. Of the camp, sure. Yeah, they know they know exactly what they're doing. They're everything is over projected. Everything is that's what they do. And and uh, Spiro and Cherry, uh, Alejandro Rey and Randy Brooks. They do the same thing. This is what they do. Uh, you know, Chan uh, Randy Brooks was in the Hamburger the movie the year before this. They know how to play these characters over the top. And every in the lot, not the dialogue is not exactly original or extra sharp or witty, but they sell it. And and again, the best scenes are with them talking, or, or them doing stuff. Whenever they're in there, they they kind of 
exude this energy. Grandpa's not that bad either, and Sherman does what he can for his age. You, you know, it's it's sure. it's weird. It's hard. It's weird to say it here at the words leaving my lips, but that acting is a little bit more sophist- too sophisticated for a child. Right. Just taking care of business. <laughs> <laughs> just taking care of business. <laughs> Grandpa, what are you doing? I'm in here, honeybee. I'm just taking care of business. <laughs> Grandpa's taking care of business. Remember, kids, we do our thing, you do yours. Yeah, baby. Uh. Even, even the repairman guy has that, you know, he knows how to sell Oh, it. yeah, Norton. Yeah, Norton, <laughs> and, Norton. The, and, and the Medusa chick. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't recognize her from anything. Uh, I think she's one of the least... Uh, no, she was probably uh, an Elvira wannabe. Well, I mean, she they, pulls it off. She's got, she's they, got they, tips, Well, no, I, I'm just saying they focus on her boobs. You know, well, so. yeah. Well, yeah. They're actually and they're actually hiked up too high. Yeah, a little bit. Like where there's like a shelf oh, yeah. where where they're almost folding. So it's it's almost like they even said no 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 bringing them up so high that it's not even sexy because they're just like being forced up her throat. <laughs> like I said, I think like I think I, I think the costuming was like like the, the extra tight plaid pants on Thornton. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I think a, everything. Everything was, was an, like. They, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. I was saying it was like again, like I said, the, the I, I think there was a lot of attention, a lot of detail, uh, detailed attention paid to the costumes in reflection of the characters, which oh, you sure. know they was not, yeah. But um, what were you I just say? love. I, I no, I was just the Medusa, the character. I just love how she goes everywhere with the fucking costume. <laughs> she didn't even bother to get take take it off. I'm going to some going parties. To maybe maybe I'll come to yours. And it's what well, you're gonna come as Medusa. It's just, <laughs> great. Now, well, no. What I was gonna say is, she was. Uh, you're right. She hasn't really been in anything. But she was in this 1986. I would say that she's probably in her mid to late 30s in this. Wouldn't uh-huh. you say? Like that's appropriately. I guess her age. Sure. Well, she was in an episode of Superman, the TV series, uh, and her credit was young woman. In 1996, ten years later, probably pushing fifty. How the fuck did she get the credit of young woman? Maybe she was a young woman. No. Moving on. Just wanted to point that out there. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I've had a bad Again, day. You know, I, I well, no, I, I understand, and, and you know, you usually try to judge women based on age and stuff like that. I understand, but uh... I o- always. That's the only way I, I'll even <laughs> talk to you. <laughs> if you're over 20, well, I'm not talking to you. Over well, 20, the, under 18, I'm not doing. But well, but but she's a redhead, so that's something, right? She is a redhead. She gets points for that. The now, so I I would like to, I, I I would hazard that the most interesting part of this film is not the monster or all the horror stuff, but the, just this wacky weird family not in like a sitcom sense but it's like in a bizarre alternate reality sense uh almost surreal sense and i i'm wondering if you took the monster out how much better of a film this would be or if you did leave it just not so much of the monster oh no i well hear me out i'm thinking just just imagine like everything with the monster sherman and grandpa think they saw a monster they didn't see a monster They're, they're just you know they're high on uh, on pills. lizard tail jerky, yeah, and pills, 
<laughs> Grandpa's drunk. The kids on the pills. They think they see monsters, so they start stalking it. Uh, he starts crank calling Medusa, and you know, just this. If you took out the monster aspect, there's there would still be a kind of a wacky, low budget comedy in this. Yeah, I can see that. Sure, I'd watch just that like movie. With, it's just like with Street Trash. If you took out the the melting homeless people, there was still so much more going on in the film <laughs> that you could actually make a good movie around it. Right. You know, without that, the, the monster is almost incidental in this film and actually slows the film down when we have to pay attention to it and give backstory for it. And that's the most, you know, that's the part of the film. You're just like, Jesus, just get on, you know, just get to the next melting part. And then if the monster wasn't there, maybe we wouldn't have to kill Mary Warren off, off so he's or so early and give <laughs> her more time on screen because I think that's important. Yeah, I think so, too. So and, and, and even though the dialogue wasn't again, you know, it's not. Yeah. Oscar-worthy. There's some great lines in here. Uh, I, li- I like the brain shot. Oh, sure. Instead of headshot. Gra- from Grandpa? Yeah, brain shot. Yeah. Just, instead of headshot, brain shot, that little change, but just, it just for some reason, it just I like it. Um, you know, Holy Tomato, like you mentioned. Oh, what's that part? Ah! <laughs> I have it written down here. <laughs> it's a, it's a, ah, that's a great idea for a movie. Martians diddling the women of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Spiro. <laughs> Intergalactic swingers, eh? Yeah, baby. Yeah, you know, and the thing with the whole swingers uh, aspect is they tell their kids, uh, tonight's swingers night. Uh, <laughs> they just come right out with it. Tonight's swingers night. Uh-huh. You know that. That And again, that's what was so... The, the weird dynamic of the whole family just makes the monster irrelevant. It's like, yeah, the, the, the parents are bringing swingers home while the kids are there. There, we don't need a monster. Here's the here's the thing that's gonna that's gonna scar everybody for life. <laughs> they are monsters. <laughs> yeah, they are. Mo- everybody in this family is a monster. Grandpa and the kid are, are growing lizards and eating their towels, and they've got like an armory in the in the in the uh, bomb Basement. shelter where bomb they shelter, sleep. Yeah. Uh, and apparently, the kid has his own room too. And we don't ever see that because she says if you if you can't spend you know. The night in your room alone, you're gonna go sleep with grandpa. So that's just grandpa's room. That's not even their shared room. Right. I mean, it's a soundstage, and you're right. They, there's only so many rooms that they probably built the film in. No, they could actually sell this now as a sitcom and get away with it. Yeah. Don't. I. I mean, really, whoever has the rights to this should just take the monster out and just approach ABC or whoever is cranking out fucking bullshit well, it, shows now. In and a lot of them, ways. I got, I got the swinger parents. We got the we got the uh, the gung ho uh, military uh, right wing uh, grandpa that lives in the basement with guns. We got the kid hopped up on ADD pills. We got the, du- the we got the uh, the grunge punk daughter with the boyfriend. We got this. We got Larry the cable guy coming around. I mean, there's your that, that, <laughs> Spiro well, and, and Sherry come by every episode and make lewd yeah. comments to the kid. You know, <laughs> like when she sees the kid. Oh, is he joining us? Ah, oh! <laughs> there's your monster. That is your monster. <laughs> and you know what, too? In in a lot of ways, the movie the movie itself feels very sitcomish. So oh, you're yeah. right; they could totally get away with making this a sitcom. Spirit, even Spiro, you know, I'm I'm into Greek culture. I like little boys. <laughs> <laughs> I think at what, what point? Uh, at one point, doesn't he tell her? He goes, "I'm really into Greek culture." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, Stanley, he's a manly man. Stanley, take it like a man. 
<laughs> Good old Stanley. Uh, but and you know, there's a bunch of scenes in the film where Stanley's making those weird faces, and I'm like, I'm, is this Patrick meets Terrorvision? I mean, he <laughs> really looks like the the dude from Patrick. I mean, he's holy had those shit! Eyes, yeah, yeah. I, you know what? I, I'll, I'll give it to you. When you said this was like a cult film, I, I think it's a cult film in in the same way that you would call Doctor Caligari. Uh, a cult film, not the cabinet Dr. Caligari, but the 80s Dr. Caligari. Right. Uh, which could have easily been your challenge this week, considering yeah. this film. Yeah. Um, it, it is a cult film in that sense where, where it's, it's really, the 80s, they, uh, they did release films where they really went out on a limb and did this kind of, uh, um, I mean, I, I don't want to say Andy Warhol, but, you know, Mary Warrenoff, of course, but that, you know, taking that weird, artistic uh pop artistic kind of uh warhol or i'm 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 grasping for straws here for the definition but it really goes out on a limb to try to give this like surreal reality to to base the movie in and you don't see a lot of this these days you don't see a lot of thinking john waters too i mean you could definitely john waters yeah yeah that kind of yeah john waters which which i i'll I'll say this I, i think uh John Waters is, uh, and I can't think of the other director's name, so I should just shut the fuck up. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, they, they they would do films like this. Uh, Mammet. I think John Waters is the poor man's Mammet, and anybody okay. can hold me to that because both of them have th- that style where they put dialogue in people's mouths that doesn't work. I just rewatched Serial Mom over the weekend. Over the weekend too. Oh, did you? And God, that's a fucking excellent film. And, and again, the dialogue doesn't work. It's not real. But they're not making real films; they're surreal films, and this is one of those films. And yeah. you don't, no one really, except for the occasional mammoth, no one tr- or John Waters, no one tries to make these films anymore. So uh, you are correct in the cult film in that way because they just don't make well, them like you. this. Thank you. Thank you very much. I See, I it. just I, I rescinded my my uh, disagreement with you. How, how's that? Nice. <laughs> now I, I was hoping enough. to have poetry. I was gonna. Re- I was writing a poem based on the movie. But we're going to have television poetry. I, I, I want to start writing poetry for the films based on the movies. And I actually have a bunch of verses written out, but I didn't get a chance to finish the poetry because life intervened. So I only have, I don't, I don't even have like a rough poem to read, so I'm not going to read anything. Uh, but I'm trying to, what we have movie reviews now, to have poems of the films in some way. Uh, I was trying to go for uh, a pantoum or some kind of triset where I actually use dialogue lines from the film because this one's got some great dialogue lines to put into a poem. You know, belly down, soldier. The geeks aren't through with you yet. Does Stanley <laughs> take it like a man? You know, intergalactic swingers. There's some great shit in there. Uh, but uh, do something, you ugly bastard. Oh no, best one. You into metal, kid? Kiss the boot. What the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> Now There's... the film was directed. Uh, the film was directed by uh, Ted Nicolau. I think that's how you pronounce the name. Who cares? Yeah. Well, I just you know. Okay. You know what I... else has he done? He hasn't done anything else. Well, he's done a lot of shit like this. Uh, it was all his stuff was uh, back in the '90s um, up to current. Everything he does now is is like uh, direct video. Because that's what he was doing. He he was doing the films that you release in the theater for a day or went direct to video. And now it's just right. like, you know, Puppet Master versus Demonic Toys back in 2004. He did all that shit. Subspecies. I'm looking subspecies. at the list now. He did a couple yeah, of sub, subspecies sequels or the film subspecies, subspecies and then 
Oh, oh shit, he did the whole series. Never mind. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Puppet Master vs. Demonic Toys. It's actually one of his first films, so... Yes, it is. And he wrote and directed, so there you go. That's right. He was the creative now, now here's mind. Something. I, I forced Holly to watch this with me, and of course I got in trouble. Um, of, course, of course you did. Of course I did. And the one I, I told her about Mary Warrenoff, about my fascination with, with Warrenoff and how she was uh, one of the one of uh, Warhol's girls and all that. And she said, well, do you think she had anything to do with any of the art on the walls? Like, no. I've seen her art. No, she didn't have anything to do with that art. <laughs> and, but, and ironically, I was, I was looking. I, I've never really looked into um, Garrett Graham as an actor. I've just always enjoyed him on the screen. And looking mm-hmm. back at some of his stuff, he's a songwriter. Uh, he's actually written some songs, including, I think, uh, I think he co-wrote a song for The Grateful Dead, something like that. Oh, really? And I guarantee. Yeah, and I guarantee he had nothing to do with any of the music in this film either. So <laughs> it's interesting having actual artists in the film, and I can I would almost guarantee that they didn't have anything to do with the art involved in here. But again, Warnov coming from Warhol, uh, it's like she fits right into this weird uh, pop decor retro. Uh, I don't know what other words you'd want to attach to it. It's like a little bit of everything. Right. And and. I think that's what the appeal to this film is. I think the only, the weakest part of the film is Terror Vision itself. If it was just uh, uh, um, the Puttermans. <laughs> the Puttermans. Yeah. Good old Puttermans. If it was, if it was Putter, what was the name of the road again? Putter Lane or Putterman Lane. If it was just called Putterman Lane, that's that. This would and Mo Monster was in it. I swear this would be a better film. It'd probably still be. <laughs> a, it, it would probably be more recognized as a cult film. Like you said, it was than than the argument I had that it wasn't. If it was called Putterman Lane, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I I also want to argue that I don't think they're like the worst people in the world. Like like for example, when Mary Warnoff chains her son in the basement, it's first of all she thinks he's with with her his grandfather. And right. you know what? If you're as as married adults with older children, it's their prerogative to explore. Uh, you know their their own adult entertainment as as you will bringing okay. swingers to the house you know that's questionable maybe but i i you know the fact that they, that they meet her uh metal boyfriend and immediately like well just you know have fun i mean it's not like it's not a big enough house where even if they do that they could probably be completely separate from everyone yeah. i mean- <laughs> I mean, I like when they first we're defending meet the terrible parents and swingers at that. I, I am. I like like that whole scene that was again. It puts that weird dynamic on it where they, when they first meet the boyfriend and it's like ding, ding, and they go up him and it shook all the metal shit on him and it's like this is the this is the freak she's dating and and they have the look in their eyes at first and then immediately it's like well just uh you know keep keep take care of my daughter dude <laughs> let's go pick up the swingers. <laughs> And that was, it was like, like a, it was like a brief moment of horror, and then, well, that's who she's dating. Yeah, so she's old. How is, how is this not a sitcom on ABC right now? <laughs> well, there is a show called The Neighbors, which are aliens. Their neighbors are aliens, and they oh, try again, to fit who's, in. Who's the, the really? They're doing that again? Really? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, just, I think it's been picked even... up for a second season too. Oh, uh, it's been already been on. This is why I don't pay attention already, to the television. It's already been on a season, yeah. Someone got pissed at me uh, 
uh, last week online because I said I made some crack about well you know they said that something was complete shit on television. I said well you can say about almost everything on on television, and they got all defensive. Oh well, you know you can't like make a blanket statement about television. There's some really good shows out there. Says don't 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 no, no. You're talking. I'm talking broadcast television, not cable. There's a lot of good stuff on cable television. Oh, A and E has a good show. That's fucking wonderful. I'm talking. Three, five, nine, whatever the hell the channels are now. Two through thirteen. They, you know, Just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Two through thirteen. Thank you. All the numbers on the old dials. If you can, if you can find it on an old tube picture with a dialed channel changer, that channel sucks. Yeah, it probably blows. If if you if if there's a triple digit to get to that channel, maybe you'll find something interesting. But but yeah, all all public television is fucking horrendous. I can't believe they're doing the alien thing next door again. I, I'm not. I don't know. Why I'm surprised. But how? All they would have to do is they would have to put a gay character in here somewhere. I don't know. I mean, maybe Grandpa would come out or something. Something like that. Maybe, oh no, the television guy could be gay. No, he was eyeing Mary. They'd have to. Somebody would have to be gay. Well, oh no, Spiro. Never mind. I just answered that question. No. <laughs> nope. I'm just letting you anything. go. I'm just letting you go. Forget I said anything. The show's perfect for prime time. All they need is like some uh, ch- cast of character change because obviously Mary's a bit too old. Uh, to play that role now, unfortunately, but um, uh, they would have to replace the actors, but the characters are, are solid. And if they can even get the same set designers, then please do because that that show will last ten seasons. They'll they'll do a crossover with How I Met My, How I Married Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother. Is that how it is? I would give a fuck. How I How I avoided watching that show. That's all. I caught half an episode of that show, and it was about the uh, the one guy like trying to get the uh, trying to. Jason Siegel or uh, Neil Jason, Patrick yeah. Harris? No, G- Jason no it's, actually, it's it's none of those two. It's the other friend that kind of is on the show. J- Jason Siegel was the one. He was and oh, he, he was, was. trying and, and he was trying to build up the the the. He was afraid to masturbate in the bathroom or something weird like that. You always just yeah, I watched half of it. I was like, you know what? If you're not get if you're not selling me with masturbation, you're definitely lost because that's an easy in. Sure. Really, that's that's really. But if, if I'm finding that boring, you're, you're just. I've said that shit. for years. Yeah. I've, <laughs> it's like Woody Allen. It's like the the, the, the we can have a kid. He said it's probably because you're you're chronic masturbation. Say, hey, don't knock my hobbies. <laughs> but I mean, anything else about this movie no, that you, you I, like I, as I much mean, as? I make a wonderful a, uzo margarita. Well, first he says, I make a wonderful margarita. Do you have any orzo? Uh, no. Well, I make a wonderful orzo margarita, too. Or uzo, whatever the fuck he called it. Uzo, yeah. Well, that's, that's Greek wine. Uzo. Is it Greek wine? Okay. I, I didn't know that. I, and I, 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 have, I have the scene where he's making, making the drinks. I got it on, on right I'm, now. Here you go. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of synced up with you. Renaissance man. <laughs> Definitely. He's got a really high IQ. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking Putterman acting like a moron. Leave it for a minute. The best line's coming up. People of Earth, please heed oh, no, my shit. warning. Take a, minute. a terrible accident has occurred. I am Pluthar, sanitation captain of the planet Pluton. A stray energy beam containing garbage from my substation may be headed for your solar system and could possibly result in the total annihilation of your species. I'm so terribly sorry oh, don't for the inconvenience. Don't, don't. The sound off. Yeah. 
the Medusa part's gonna be like five minutes after this when he oh, calls yeah, her. Oh yeah, you're right, you're right. But after that, but I, but I, I just had it when it was just up now. I was trying to see what he was actually making in those drinks because no one would drink it either. Like, oh, what the hell's in this rocket fuel? <laughs> you ready for takeoff, Spiro? <laughs> it looked like he was just pouring like like straight alcohol into the glasses and adding a, an umbrella. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't really tell. It, it's uh, it's J, uh, JB. Is it Jim Beam? It's, it's, no, not Jim Beam. The other one. What do you call it? Uh, it's, I don't know it's, anything he, that's Jim Beam. There's no mixers. He's just got two bottles of alcohol, and he's pouring them into the glass. That's it. <laughs> there's no mixer or spritzer or anything, and they just like, threw little umbrellas on top of him. It's, it's like it, there's, there's no mixing to it. Obviously, it's I think intended to get you shit-faced real like tequila quick. And it's like tequila and whiskey, something weird like that. <laughs> Damn. You know what? I, I wasn't enjoying this film last night, but just talking about it now, I'm enjoying it so much more. <laughs> and again, like the bondage, the bondage erotic uh, lithographs on the back walls and shit. It's like, this, 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 I want to live in this house. <laughs> when was the last time I, you saw this movie? Other than last night to, for review. Oh, all the way through, probably when I was a kid. I mean, I've seen bits of it since then, but I've never sat down and said, oh, I'm going to watch this again for me. No. I've seen this a bunch of times on Cinemax. Um, the last time before uh, for review, yeah, I, it was probably in the late 80s. That was the last time I actually saw it. Forget forget the house. I want that remote control. Oh, sure. And dials and the little miniature... Uh, uh, well, I love it when he gets his satellite dish and he's playing with it and he's going through and they're just totally consumed by TV and that none of that has changed now. It is exactly as it was, except in 1986, that was kind of like the beginning. You know, you could get things like satellite dishes, uh, yeah. like good ones anyway, where you can rotate it and get like all these weird fucking channels, you know? Um, oh, yeah, but, it's definitely, like you said, like, like we've always said, first generation of kids growing up with cable. Right. You and I, you know, uh, and, and, uh. If they, if, they, if they had gotten rid of the mon the monster in the room is the television. That's what I think. Like, there's a metaphor in this film that became yeah. real and 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 ruined it. <laughs> if, if the monster had remained the television, it had not become an actual monster. Oh, wait a minute. Hold it, on a second. Oh, Stanley, yeah. take it like a man. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess so. I could rewind it a bit. I no, hang on. So. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Rewind it a second. I want the whole scene. And that's no, that's really? worth it. So so Here tell me, Raquel, is Stanley a manly man? Oh, oh, God, yes. A real stallion. No, what <laughs> I mean is, does Stanley take it like a man? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> and what about you, Spiro? Are you a real manly man? Oh, yes, indeed. Spiro Xeros is the manliest of men. Yes. Spiro, <laughs> do you think that maybe I could have a little sneak preview? Mm? Uh, Raquel, <laughs> has there been some uh, misunderstanding? What do you mean? Well, I'm Greek, you know. Oh, of <laughs> course you're Greek. It said so in the classifieds. Oh, don't worry. We're not prejudiced. No, 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 you don't understand. I am into Greek. Greek culture. I like boys. <laughs> Stanley is such a manly man. 
Oh my God, Stanley's never gonna believe it. And, and the, <laughs> yeah, the, the, the other line that let after they go into they find the pool after they had been killed, they, what the hell did that homo do to my jacuzzi? <laughs> That's right. He calls it a jacuzzi. He doesn't call it <laughs> jacuzzi. <laughs> What did that homo do to my jacuzzi? Come on, Spiro. And it seems like the film's repetitive, but it's really not. It, it's like they, like he, he calls it the pleasure pleasure palace, pleasure zone, pleasure dome. It's yeah. they're so one dimensional characters, but that's really what sells them. Is because because there are people that are just one dimensional like this. I, 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 I'm sure there's other facets, but you know that's not what's driving them. Right. Uh, Jesus, I the more we. The monster is the television. This movie should be remade, and but it should just be called again Putterman Putterman Lane Putterman Alley, Putterman Lane, Putterman Lane, and then the tagline should be warranty only covers repairs. <laughs> That's and it. You know what? Then, I mean, someone could write a whole uh, probably a thesis on this movie. You know about? I think I will. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I think I will. I'll get on that tonight, sir. I mean, you could you could talk about the destruction of society and the the monster in the room, like you said, is the TV. And you know what? Uh, I need to go back. I still have, I still have to go back and write that article on how the first three uh, paranormal activities were about spousal abuse. So as soon as I get that done, I'm going to move on to this one. <laughs> Thank you if, for reminding if, me that I'm a writer. If you need me just, to remind you again at some point, just let me know. Whenever you feel the need to, sir. Ah, okay. <laughs> but goddamn, uh. I love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so as long as we're not dealing with the goddamn kids teaching the alien shit, that that's uh, that's only where it falls flat. That's it. Hello. Here, 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 here. Check it out. A little warm, don't you think? Oh. Oh. <laughs> what? Is this Archie? <sighs> Maybe it's a sex slave again. <laughs> Maybe it's a sex lubricant. <laughs> yeah, that'd be the first thing I'd think of. Just a giant pool of sex lubricant. <laughs> I think Spiro should actually challenge the uh, most interesting man in the world. Oh God! <laughs> uh, I don't I always honest, have sex act- with monsters. Alejandro Ray, though, he died like a couple years after this film. Uh, yeah, he was only fifty-seven. Actually, the year after this film, yeah, he died right after this movie. And, does it I mean, give cause of he, death? I don't think it does. I didn't look. Um, well, I don't think it I mean, has when it. He, when he strips down to get in the pool, he he looks as fit as uh, I think you can look at at that at, at age fifty-seven. You know. Yeah, he's in great shape. I mean, shit. Maybe it was a bus. Let's hope it was a bus. I, I won't yeah, accept anything. It, it, like if it was some sort of other illness, and he looked that he looked good that good the year before, it's like, oh, come on, what the yeah, fuck? That's insane. Like seriously. Uh, what was his name? Alejandro Rey. Alejandro. Best remembered as playing casino owner Carlos Ramirez on The Flying Nun. Oh God! Which, which I didn't know. I mean, uh, 
He was an Argentinian actor. That put a damper on everything. Yeah, it kind of fucking did. What'd you do that for? I'm sorry. Oh, Well, I gotta say, I mean, it's what it's filming. When I'm watching the film. Oh, no. What? What? Ray remained busy until his death from lung cancer on May 21st, 1987. He is at Holy Cross Cemetery in Culver City, California. Son of Lung a cancer, bitch. Okay, I bet he was a heavy oh, yeah. smoker. There you go. That that and I feel less less uh, yeah. concerned about that. He looks like he would be a heavy smoker. He is just, the pool this... scene coming up yet? I'm I'm out of sync. Is the pool scene coming up yet? Where are we? The pool scene. We just did the pool scene with the whole sex lubricant. I mean, when they find them. What do you mean when they? Because the the homo line. Oh no, that hasn't come up yet. Okay, because after that comes up, we're ready to wrap up. I want to hear that. <laughs> Okay, yeah. I can fast well, I mean, forward a bit to it. No, no, no. But I mean, to, okay. to wrap up, I mean, you have anything else to add on the film? I think I went, I, I just, again, just talking in retrospect from a, from an analytic standpoint or just a critical standpoint, I, I love the film so much more just thinking about what it could have been if they had gotten rid of the, the cheesy alien. Oh, you know what? We did pass it. Here it comes. What the hell did that homo do to the jacuzzi? Baby's <laughs> cocktail made someone sicky poo. <laughs> Stanley. Yeah. And then, and then this is where the film takes a no dive anyway. Yeah, right after they 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 bite the dust, it just you're right. It kind of at the halfway it, it, point, it just drops. Yeah. yeah. Then it, then it's just. Uh, I mean, and I, I like Chris Grease as much as the next guy. Don't get me wrong, but uh, John, John Grease. John Grease, you know what I meant. Uh, Grease, I got Grease I, right, so don't I, don't I, don't I start. With I me. think it's actually Grise, but it's probably I don't know. Who I cares? cares? He was in fucking Real Genius and uh, Napoleon Dynamite. There you go. Yeah. And he was also in um, Fright Night Two, <laughs> but no well, one Fright remembers Night Fright Night Two. Yeah, yeah, but no one remembers Fright Night Two. I remember. I'm, People like us remember Fright Night too. Well, yeah, that's well, really we were, that's kind of it. Yeah, we were, we remember way too much. So uh, yeah, that's that's you're right. Yeah. Uh, but I I mean honestly, I just gotta say I, I enjoy this film more after I've seen it than than while I'm watching it. Yeah, because you reflect, like you said, it, it just just yeah. All right, now, let's uh, we should go ahead and rate this. Yeah, so it, it's it's five point three. Uh, on IMDb out of 2,400 and some odd votes. And you know what, too? Uh, a lot of, And maybe it's just because a lot of the films we pick are bad or perceived as bad. A lot of these movies don't have a lot of votes on them. A couple thousand. Yeah. You know, some of them have you know under that, uh, under a thousand. Well, you know you what know, we don't do? is we, we, and, and I think for a good reason. We don't typically go to Rotten Tomatoes and check out what the critical review is of it. Right. Uh, in this case, I'll peek real quick. And, is this even uh, on I gotta, Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes like they go back and get older reviews now too. So you can find you can find like Rotten Tomato ratings for like uh, fucking uh, Sound of Music if you want. Oh shit! So it might okay. it might be in here. I'll take a quick peek. Yeah, I'd love to know what Rotten Tomatoes got it on their list. I zero percent. Zero percent. No critics like this film, but they've only got like eleven critics reviewing it, and, uh, and they're all, all from like eighty six. 
No, these are mostly like uh, web. Because, again, like to become a part of the critics union now, you and I could become part of the critic union. That's how shitty the critics union is. Uh, all you have to do is like have a website with a nominal amount of, uh, you know, again, like us, and and have people. So, like, efilmcritic.com is listed here. So, Ozus's World Movie Review, Cinema Crazed, they have, they, ILC, all these, they're just, these are shitty, uh, uh, you know, again, like us, <laughs> these are shitty review yeah. sites that are, are, nobody in the world goes to except a handful of people. And, but they're counted on, on Rotten Tomatoes because they have enough viewership or hits or what have you that and they do enough reviews in a certain year that they're considered actual critics so now it has to no, be written reviews because i mean we review a film every week depends i, I looked into it before and I, I never i never followed through with it because i don't want to be uh, uh associated with these people i don't think we, we can go back if we want to uh audio reviews do count as well but it has to have a certain number and it has to be of a certain quality uh, they they pretty much cherry pick. They'll go through and say, okay, you you have enough. You're you're professional enough. Or we're not embarrassed to have you listed with us. Uh, just like uh, Juicy Cerebellum, uh, will <laughs> recognize them. But uh, but as far as like Stephen Witty didn't review this. You know, there's not any real reviews near oh, Time Out magazine. Let's see, New York. Uh, nothing from back when it came out. Oh no, they have uh, Eye for a Film from 1986. There's only one review from when it actually came out. Everything else is 2006, 2004. So these are all reviews like when it came out on video or just retrospect reviews. Right. Oh, okay. But but zero. No one. No one. No one would admit saying they enjoyed it. And, you know, maybe it deserves a zero. I think that's what they were. They, I don't, they weren't. Go, they weren't trying to make a good film when they made it. So I don't think it's an insult to not call it a good film. Right. Uh, I mean, it's got 3.2 out of 10 stars as far as average rating on uh, on. Rotten Tomatoes, so it's got a lower rating there as it put it, as opposed to uh, IMDb. But yeah, you know what's you know what's interesting about the the review. Two out of five stars. This is the one from 1986. Yeah. Uh, but they end the last paragraph is set almost entirely within one uh, luridly decorated house. Terrorvision is a great example of how to make a fun film for peanuts. It drags a little in the middle, but in general sustains its energy surprisingly well. If you're a fan of trash cinema, you'll love this. So why yeah. the bad review? It's, it pretty much because sounds exactly what we said. And this is why I, did, I, I don't want to be lumped in with, with so-called so film critics, because to an extent, they have to, to, um, to rationalize or, uh, or uh, make it... Uh, I have fucking a little bit too much... Uh, doers there they 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 feel this need to rationalize or uh they rationalize their reviews on whether or not it's a good film mm -hmm. ignoring so they're coming from like uh an almost elitist uh judgment standpoint of uh, we will dictate to you whether or not this is a quality film of substance and very rarely does anybody go to see a film specifically saying can i watch a film of, of uh, you know quality and substance it's like well, and very very seldom is a film made where they say we we need to make a film of quality and substance. No, no, even even films that say they're a quality and substance, they weren't trying to make a film of quality and substance. They were just trying to make get asses and seats, right. or make something entertaining or whatever. So it defeats the purpose. Where if they have a film that you enjoy and everyone enjoys, they're they're uh, they're reticent to actually give it a positive review. Because then the other critics will point and laugh. Like, ah, ha, ha, see, you said this is a bad film and you gave it a good review. So, well, it's bad, but that doesn't mean it's it's not fun. <laughs> and that's where it gets that's where it all gets muddled and lost. That's why 
it was so bizarre when um, not Drive Angry, uh, Death Race. When Death Race came out, right, the remake, and uh, right, and and everybody, like Stephen Witty, everybody's giving it four stars and going, "It's a good film." What can I say? We, <laughs> yeah. And, and every review, they would actually apologize, like, "I shouldn't be giving this a good review, but I have to." For I just can't even tell why. And it was just, it's like they all they all chose the same. And again, even then, they all it had to be the same film. They all had to choose the same film to say. It looks like with the Lone Ranger, they all had to choose the same big budget film to pan because they knew it wouldn't do that well. For some reason, with Death Race, they just all synced up and said, "You know what? Let's just give this one a good review." And and it's almost like they mimic each other. It's 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 and it there's a, there's an insincerity to it when you can end your review with what you just quoted saying it was fun and if you like this kind of film you're gonna have a ball and so but it's two out of two out of five stars. Yeah, right. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, because like you said, they're afraid to. But if you read the review, you know they're giving it a good review, but they have to give it a two out of five star or you know two out of four star or one out of four star because they feel that if they don't. They lose credibility in so, some so way. They, so they could be on record as saying, see, I didn't say it was a good film. I, I, I rated it low. Right. And, iron, but, and ironically, most people will look at the the, the the star rating and go, oh, so it's not a good film. And they're not going to read the review that says, oh, by the way, this wasn't a bad film. It's just not, it doesn't fill, fulfill the, the, uh, the highbrow standards of what makes good cinema. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's no, it's no Forrest Gump. Ugh. I'd watch yeah. this before Forrest Gump. Yeah, but anyway, we we got sidetracked. Yeah, just a little. I didn't, I didn't think this film would have us that passionate. I'm, I'm actually surprised. Um, the film is, uh, again, we said five point three stars. What would, what are you thinking? I'd go. See, I don't think I'd go seven just because of that lag. You know, with the whole, with them, like 20 minutes or so of them, like training it and talking to it, telling food, music, all that. Uh, I can't go seven because of that. I definitely go six. I, I would say two, six. Again, for me, five is like no effort. Yeah, uh, and, it's and, just kind of like the minimal, really just borderline average. Five, for me, five is just boring. And then anything below five is incompetence. And this film is not incompetence. Everything in here is like done on purpose to an extent. Right. Uh, I, I, I was thinking six too. I agree totally. Excellent. Let's do it. So I rate that six, and took a quick peek. And uh, it's I, I still can't call it a technical cult film because again, like I said, cult films have that arc where the majority of the ratings are either ten or a one. This one still peaks in the middle. Majority of votes are around five, six, and seven. Actually, six is the highest uh, percentage of uh, ratings. Among them, so we're we're in the we're in the norm with our rating. It did get two hundred and seventy-one tens. It's a lot of tens. Uh, it is, but it's still not it's still not that that horseshoe, you know. No, it it does sit in the middle. It does sit mostly in the middle of uh, five, six, and a little bit of seven. There's a, a now, lot of sevens in there. Now, when it breaks down the demographics, the highest rating is for uh, um, un males under eighteen. 7.3 stars, but that's yeah. only three males under 18 re uh, reviewing it. <laughs> yeah, just about everyone, it's on average is around six. Which means the majority of people that have seen this film are, are over the age of 18, which confuses me because this film was made for a 17-year-old. It sure was, yeah. Really, I can enjoy it too, but this film really has, really has to sneak into the theater and see it all over it. 
or, or rent it at the library because they don't cover the R rating. And this had an R rating, um, which uh, now just I for the violence. Hold I mean, on, there wasn't even on. nudity. Hold on, I I know I just said that I, I would be I would be positive that Mary Warnoff didn't have anything to do with like the art in this film, mm-hmm. but the one yes. wall I'm looking at, and I'll be damned, that's Mary Warnoff in the painting. Oh really? I I mean it just it looks like her. It's op- it's it's in the archway on one side of the archway is that picture of like the 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 naked front the full frontal naked woman with the hair so it looks like a face where the boobs are the eyeballs. Mm. And then on the other side of the arch there's a, a woman looking over her shoulder uh like leaning on like a, a bar and I'd swear that was a portrait of Mary Warnoff. So now uh, I can't find any documentation that says anything about the art. Maybe this will be lost. Just just like I can't find any proof that the scene of nude people that they tune to on the television like Channel 69. I, I'm convinced that's a clip from Flesh Gordon, but I have no proof. <laughs> well, we're just going to have to get a copy of Flesh Gordon and, and just watch I, it. I, I don't know if I want to take that step, but that's... I just have... I see that scene and I think Flesh Gordon, and I, I don't really have any basis for that. But damn, I'm, I'm looking at that it's like, that's Mary Warnoff. I mean, or, or at least a close facsimile. Right. So, I mean, maybe maybe I'm just projecting. Who knows? So... Mm. That that raises questions. Now I need to try to find. I'll go back through my Mary Warnoff uh, library and see what else I can find in there. All right. So okay. So the film's rated a six. Both of us. We uh, sorry. We, we we both concur about that. Yeah. Um. Do you have a movie challenge for me? Yes, I do, sir. Now oh, you know I nice. don't like I don't like doing actors because it's right. too easy. And there's a lot you could do with actors in this film. Sure. My first instinct, uh, initial instinct, was to uh, take the theme of an alien removing heads from bodies. Okay. Because uh, we didn't mention it throughout our review, but as, as certain scenes, the alien would, would take one of the uh, take a severed head from one of the people he'd killed and hold it out and make it talk like a puppet. <laughs> yeah. So my initial instinct was to challenge you to the borrower. That Do you remember the bar? Well, maybe. I mean, the name doesn't sound familiar to me at all. Um, but 1991, Barrow. starring Ray Dong Chong, so you know it's good. Yeah. Uh, by the was it the, the I'm double checking because it was it the director. Uh, it was from the yeah it was from the director of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. No shit. This was his follow-up film to Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. This is why he never did anything else good. And when I say he didn't do anything else d- good, he did. He directed Mad Dog and Glory, so I rest my case. Uh-huh. Uh, then again, he did direct Wild Things, so that takes it. Oh, all right. So uh, you know, maybe okay. He when he finally got back to exploitation, he did okay. Uh, but The Borrower uh, is just a film about an alien that comes to the planet, and he it. It literally loses its head, so it keeps taking heads off of other people and putting them on his own. All right, I've seen this. I'm looking at the box art. I, yeah, I know. I know you've seen this. Yeah. <laughs> okay, there's no way you haven't seen this. Yeah, so, that, that is also and, a a late night Cinemax film that I saw. And it's available on YouTube. They have the whole film on YouTube, so it's such a good challenge. But, 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 Mary Warnoff, who has a huge list of films she's been in mm-hmm. the only film she's been in that I feel 
besmirches her record is the film I need to make you watch so I can tear it apart on the show in detail. And I've torn it apart before on the show, but you haven't seen it. So now I need to tear it apart with you as well. Oh, so you know I haven't seen it. I, I'm pretty sure you have. You you have you did, you hadn't seen it at the point where I talked about it. Uh, okay. I, you might have watched it, but I would like to do a formal mis- movie sucktastic review about the Ty West piece of shit, The House of the Devil. <laughs> okay. Because the only insult in Mary Warrenov's career, and she's done some pretty shitty films, yeah. is be starring in this fucking Ty West piece of crap. Ty West is a stain upon the horror film genre, and I want to expose him in this review because I fucking hate him. I hate his work. I have not seen anything he's done that did not that that even made me go, oh, that was kind of no, just no, shit, stop it. <laughs> House of the Devil. I've been meaning to watch it because of your hatred towards it and Ty West. So that's a no great allowed, challenge. And just just to highlight, just to emphasize it, you are not allowed to fast forward during any part of it. I won't. I don't do that. And and I wish I could make a rule that says you can't watch it while you're driving. I won't. I'll tell you what, I won't watch it because, while I'm no, driving. This, you need to watch this like I did. You need to sit down in a room, like a dark room, and say, okay, I'm going to watch this. And then after like an hour goes by, just just, just, just feel the, the bile rising. It's like, what the fuck? Really? <laughs> Are we still doing No, we're still doing this, aren't we? We're still doing this. Okay, keep going, Ty. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> you can edit this film down to 15 fucking minutes. Easy. You should try and do that for next week's show. I don't know if I want to. I'll, I, 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 we'll, we'll see how much time I have. I, I've got so much shit I should be doing, but this obviously takes precedence. Um, <laughs> fucking, fucking guitar. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm angry just thinking about it. And it's, it's got a 6.4 on IMDb, which is, is, is a fucking joke. I'm sorry. Wow. 6.4, fuck, huh? Fuck, 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 Ty West. <laughs> Seriously. Ooh, ooh, and, and I remember reading the trivia, or at some point, like, ooh, he wanted to actually release it in a video case because get it, he's is an. And it, I don't want to get into S- it. Because, save it, save it. No, no, Just no. no let me say this. Let me say this now, so I don't forget it. It's it's okay to say, ooh, I want to do an homage to the '80s horror film, and that would have some kind of weight if you didn't do it in the same decade that they're remaking every fucking horror film that ever came out in the '80s. You want an homage to 80s horror films? It's called the horror films of the last seven fucking years, asshole. That, I just want to make sure I, so I didn't forget that, because that's been building in me today. <laughs> I thought I was angry today. I'm just getting started. I still got plenty of... Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. You ready? I, I'm, I'm, we'll, we'll have to toss to see who goes first on Strangers, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So should we go ahead and uh, end the show? Yeah, we'll end the show. Um, and uh, um, yeah. Okay. That sounds like a plan. I do have uh, uh, an idea. You know, we keep saying that we're going to have a recording of, of what you know we're going to talk about. I have an idea. We and I'll mention we it. We should do that. that. Yeah, we should do that soon. But I have an idea of how we should do it, and I okay. think you'll like it. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for episode 121 of Movie Sucktastic. You can 
download all of our episodes on our website at moviesucktastic.com. You can watch the show live through live stream when it doesn't decide to commit suicide at the website as well. You can go to iTunes and you can download our shows there and you can leave us reviews. We always appreciate them. You can email us at themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. You can leave us voicemail at 908-514-4470. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. We have a Tumblr as well, which is moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. Our Facebook is uh, moviesucktasticpod. That's right. I keep forgetting that. You just made it so confusing, you bastard. It's not my fault. When we have a recording... Which is gonna have to happen. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, it won't be an issue anymore. But uh, I think that's everywhere you can get us, other than just doing a simple search for Movie Sucktastic in just, your favorite web browser. Just fucking use Google. Google's awesome. Google Movie Sucktastic and wherever it says to go, click. And that's leave right. a review there. That's right. We're everywhere, motherfuckers. Do uh, you have any wisdom? Yes. Any parting just words? Remember. Just remember. The warranty only covers repairs. There you go. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you next week.